Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have part three of 20 Secret Prospecting Rules that will boost your momentum. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a great show. I think this is the final part of this series, and we're starting yeah. something new uh, tomorrow. Julie, I don't know if I talk. I, I wrote this down. I don't know if I talked to you about it. I'm sure you've already got a topic in mind to follow this one. Um, but first of all, I've got a bunch of you know, superstar top producer interviews that I've done over the past couple months. We can do some of those. But most importantly, I had a. Uh, we need to do a topic, um, a whole show, on how you're never too old to be successful. Because um, we have gotten, I just remember when we were in New York and just, you know, here and there and everywhere, really, we're running to more and more people that are wanting to sort of get back to thinking big in their lives, people that maybe Mm -hmm. thought that their best days were behind them. Um, I think I have that queued up. I don't think we've ever done that, but I do believe that I have that. Yeah. I mean, we really do need to do that. We always talk, you know, we need to to talk talk to the people that are in their... 50s and their 60s and their 70s, and how uh-huh. essentially if they get their heads screwed on straight, they can have pretty amazing lives themselves. And it's not just – this isn't just a young person's game, being successful in real estate or being successful in general. Sure. Um, and because there's a lot of – you know, I don't want to necessarily drill down on it now, but there's a lot of qualities and characteristics that somebody that has, say, some gray hair has – uh, at least will be given to them by consumers that a younger person won't. Like even if someone's new in the business, because that's what I see a lot of people that are retiring out of other careers and getting into real estate have a lot of emails like that. Um, and you guys are asking all the same questions that a normal new agent would ask that would say in their 20s and 30s. But your questions are generally speaking going to be um, easier to answer because you will, older folks I notice spend less time screwing around. And I think it's because yeah. they're, really aware of the, you know, essentially how they allocate their time. I think that's really mm-hmm. at the heart of it. So we need to yeah, do a whole I've podcast. Yeah, I had some fun conversations. Um, I, we had a new coaching client come in, and, you know, one of the questions we always ask is, what did you do before real estate? And she said, well, I'm a rocket scientist. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> you know, she goes, no, really, I'm a rocket scientist. Her uh, funding was um, running out or something. She was on a special project at the Jet Propulsion Lab, I think it's near L.A., and she's like, so I just thought I would get into real estate as my next career. I'm simply looking for a system to follow, which is exactly. totally congruent with, you know, rocket scientist thinking, and I really appreciated that. We've had um, retired and laid-off airline pilots before, yep. lots of different sales backgrounds. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great topic, so I will fire that up. Great idea. Yeah, and I'll I'll help you with that today because, like I said, I had a lot of anecdotal experiences in the past couple months that I think would lend to making for a great series. So, listeners, that's Julie and I planning uh, an upcoming podcast right in front of you, (laughs) and hopefully everyone will be able to relate to that. Because, Julie, it it is fascinating that most people don't achieve their highest levels of success in their lives, professionally speaking anyway, until they're in their 50s. Um, And at the same time, it's fascinating to me how many people give up in their 40s. 
And that's really at the heart of the reason I wanted to do that new series. So in any event, listeners, stay focused. We are really going to be drilling down on content that's going to get you into action. That's obviously our key focus of this podcast and everything we do in our coaching company. Um, and also remember, if you have uh, if you've not received your free coaching call, if you'd like a free copy of Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, if you'd like a free copy, free copy, guys, sent to you digitally, automatically, as soon as you just follow the instructions that I'm about to give you. And most importantly, the Real Estate Treasure Map. Real Estate Treasure Map is our fill-in-the-blank business plan. It's something that if you've not got, if you don't have a business plan complete, so here's let's just just lay it all out there, okay? Most of you do business plans that are really crappy one-pagers that really don't do anything. Most of you do goal, you like you write down your goals and you do vision boards, but year after year, those things never happen. Have you ever asked yourself why? Because a goal is a dream with an action plan. There's that word again that Julie and I love action, and yet that's the thing that's missing from most certainly business plans that real estate agents are given to fill in, you know to fill out usually by their brokers by the beginning of the year or their team leaders or managers or whatever so those one page business plans that just essentially get filled out as part of a you know sort of a time wasting exercise just call it as it is are useless because there's no specific action plan following it so an action plan is something that's going to be obviously have details have deadlines have specific steps in it. That's what the real estate treasure map is. The real estate treasure maps can help you set goals with each of the five categories of your life, family, financial, physical, spiritual, and uh, what's the other one, Julie? Educational, yes. Educational. So it's going to give you the... It's going to give you the five categories of life to set goals in, and then it's going to help you write down a specific action plan and give you some uh, coaching in the actual book on how to create an action plan for each of those items. Please don't waste any more time. Just get the real estate treasure map. The quickest way for you to get that – oh, and by the way, when you do this, you're also going to be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. So that's an added bonus. The new member coach, the point of the new member coaching call this time of year is they're going to help you work on your lead generation wheel, the spokes on the wheel. Um, and uh, so the way to get this information, the way to have your free coaching call is just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Again, text the word Harris to 31996. Um, past podcasts, getting a lot of emails about that. The easiest and quickest way is just to go to iTunes and make sure when you're at iTunes you subscribe. And also please do us a favor and give us a five-star review. That's great. Um, more of those we get, the more iTunes actually will help to syndicate the show. In other words, if you're on iTunes and you're listening to one podcast, iTunes will actually pop ours up and say, hey, you might like this one too based on what your listening preferences are. So please give us a five-star review. And last bit of information is we are uh, wanting to hire folks to work on our sales team. And this is not a coaching role. This is someone who actually is going to work as part of our sales team selling agents into our coaching programs. We found some, frankly, fantastic members of our sales team from podcast listeners or from people that have sold real estate in the past. Uh, so if you're, this is a full-time job. It's um, my, our top uh, salesperson makes usually consistently around $20,000 a month. So this is not a lightweight job. It's an opportunity for you to actually form a career working literally directly for Julie and I as part of our sales team. If that interests you, I want you to email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com. And just uh, in the subject line, just put um, sales team or something to grab my attention so I can pull it out quickly and forward it to the right person. So those are all my announcements. Julie, do you have anybody you'd like to acknowledge before we get to our next point? Uh, well, you know, all of our brand new coaching members who are going to be in their first premier coaching call with me today. I know they're paying attention. So 
yeah, looking forward to that, as well as all of our returning members. It's always fun. Lots of referrals happening on the Facebook page, by the way, and I have one that I'm going to be announcing in the class that just came in. Uh, I believe that's Indiana going to North Carolina. So lots of action. Um, so just a general shout-out. We've been talking about... 20 secret prospecting rules that will boost your momentum. Now, I had to get to Premier Coaching yesterday. Did you have a chance to talk about point number 10 or rule number 10, getting phone numbers, the different resources? Because nope. that comes up all the time. Okay, yep. so rule number 10, yes, have a resource for phone numbers. Certainly, you can research it on your own. You can do all the forensics and all that, and I think that is a method of creative avoidance, if we're being honest because you can blow a whole day looking up one phone number. That's not very efficient. So let's say that you've come to terms with the fact that you've got to build up to your magic number. You're going to be a really killer listing agent. And because that's your commitment, you have to expand past your normal referrals and repeat business, past your own center of influence, uh, and repeat clients. Because you can't, even though we want you talking to them, obviously, and we've done podcasts about how and what to say and do for them, you can't tell me which of them is going to list with you tomorrow. So yes, keep doing that, but it's not particularly predictable. You've got to be talking to your other spokes. So how do you get phone numbers for, for sale by owners, for rent by owners? Those are easy. The unrepresented sellers, FISBOs, and for rent by owners, they advertise their phone number. So those, those are pretty easy. But for expireds, you want... There's lots of different companies, uh, mojocells.com, theredx.com, leadsenders.com, landvoice.com, vulcan7.com. They all kind of compete with each other. They have similar pricing. Uh, we kind of like Mojo Cells probably the best just because they have a lot of extra stuff with their uh, auto dialers and things like that. But all those companies have been around quite a long time and do give you phone numbers. Is there a company that gives you 100% of the expired phone numbers? No, of course not. Don't expect that. Don't complain when you've got a list of 10 and you only get four or five phone numbers. That's normal. Remember this, if you can't get those phone numbers, neither can anyone else, and that's a great door knocking list. So use one of these companies to get phone numbers and then door knock the rest of them. Hopefully that makes sense. They're all, I think they range from like 50 bucks a month to 150 bucks a month somewhere in that range, depending on what kind of add-ons you get. Um, but uh, they will definitely supplement your efforts in getting real phone numbers. Well, Rule let, number let's 11. preface, uh, preface that, okay? Sure, sure. You might be in a market where you can't knock on doors, Manhattan, for example. True. No problem. Course, Don't yeah. use that as an excuse not to go after expireds, for example. You can mail them a letter. These are things that you should be able to work out in your head. Do not use, do not constantly be looking for excuses why something that Julie and I are telling you to do won't work. That is a surefire path to your destruction. Just think about how can I make this work. In some markets, it's easy to go after expireds. In other markets, it's not. doesn't mean you shouldn't do it because expireds in this marketplace are the single best opportunity to take listings. No questions about it. Indeed, good point. So those of you who have said, yes, I'm going to make this work and create a system like letters, postcards, door knocking, and calls, and then, of course, that's going to create some lead follow-up for you as well, you're going to succeed faster and at a higher level than the ones of you who are already putting on your skeptic's hat saying, oh, I won't work in my market. Well, if you've decided that, then maybe you're right. So not allowed under our coaching. All right. Uh, rule number 11, door knock the ones without phone numbers. There is no do not knock list. And that brings up a particular point comes up time, you know, now and then in the Premier Coaching class. Yes, the do not call list is real, 
but that's not such a significant thing that will be a barrier for you. Again, just go door knock them, postcard letter them. That's okay. All right, so rule number 12, have a dedicated prospecting area that includes Okay, so you're going to create your hours of power, your prospecting shrine, your home office, your regular office. You're going to have a dedicated real prospecting area. It should have a standing desk, a headset, a wireless phone, scripts on your wall, goals from your treasure map, pictures of things that motivate you, and a mirror. We have shown time and time again that when you look like you're excited to talk on the phone when you're smiling and you see yourself in the mirror, you're going to have tons more energy and enthusiasm. It's a reminder to look like, act like, and sound like the salesperson that somebody wants to do business with. So take your prospecting area seriously. Sometimes with our elite coaching clients, I have some fun with this. Even in the uh, premier coaching, we do this. When they're creating that dedicated prospecting area, and they know that they're living in a world of clutter slash hoarding, whatever you want to call it, paper everywhere, awards from years past, crap laying around, reports that aren't even relevant anymore. We take a picture of before and after, and we have some fun with that on the Facebook page. If our podcast listeners want to participate in that, you can certainly send us some before and after pictures. If you're living with a goat path through your office and you're in danger of the fire marshal coming and shutting you down, it's time to get in front of this. You've got to just go through that list. Standing Desk, Tim, you recommend – is it actually standingdesk.com or standupdesk.com or something like that? It's right in front of me. It's called Updesk. Yeah, it's Updesk, up basically. I'm, I'm using okay. my Updesk right now, and the surface of yeah. the Updesk that I use is a dry erase board. It works perfectly. It's literally a yeah, dry erase awesome. board. You can yep. take notes while you're talking to somebody, You know, put your checklist there, even write down your goals. So take it seriously. Look like the environment that you claim – is important to you. Be the salesperson that is required to get to that magic number. So related to that is rule number 13, have a prospecting, quote, ritual. Prospect every day at the same time as if it is a critical appointment. By the way, it is a critical appointment. Look at it this way. You wouldn't reschedule a listing appointment, correct? I mean, unless, you know, okay, there's a blizzard and it's a mutual reschedule, fine. But generally speaking, you would not just up and reschedule a listing appointment. And yet, how many people find creative avoidance tactics to be too busy to prospect? Or there's something more important. I've got to get on top of this inspection issue, whatever. Don't reschedule your lead generation. You are literally rescheduling your income when you do that. I don't know how more, much more clear I could be about that. Anything you want to grind them on on that well, one? <laughs> you know, it's the usual thing, right? What's the difference between proactive and passive lead generation? Passive lead generation is what most of you do. Let's say simple answer. Proactive lead generation is what most of you are avoiding doing. That's really the truth. Proactive lead generation is where you put yourself in a position to possibly hear the word no. Uh, so this is a question. This is a thought. This is just a way to consider you know, if you're struggling in your business, if things seem inconsistent, if you're hoping and praying, if you're waking up every morning, you know, hoping and praying that there's going to be a lead in your email, that's not a successful business. You're never going to be able to have anything consistent, cash flow or really any kind of consistency with regards to your ability to move forward financially. That means going on vacations. That means retiring debt. That means retiring yourself. 
This is the difference between, at the end of the day, someone who is a passive gener lead generator and a proactive lead generator. A proactive lead generator knows that the discipline is to put themselves in position to hear the word no at least five times a day. And that does not include from your wife or your partner in, or your dog or your kid. Get it? Right. So the word no has to come from somebody who's going to be a potential buyer. Well, obviously, we prefer a seller, a potential seller for you. So if you're not putting yourself in a position to hear the word no from potential sellers at least five times a day, the discipline is mentally and emotionally accept the fact that you're not doing your job. That is the next True. level for many of you. And Julie said something else too. Julie said salesperson, and that's a word she said a couple seconds ago that I know for some of you does not resonate at all. It's because you have your head completely screwed on crooked with regards to the fact that you are a salesperson. You sell things. You, well, many of you don't, but let's be honest, you want to. You're learning to sell things. The first step for you to become an absolutely fantastic, successful real estate person, real estate professional, is to accept the fact you are a salesperson. A salesperson is, something, is someone who helps people essentially make the decision that they've already decided that they're going to make. Many of you are, have your heads screwed up to the point where you think that somehow – a salesperson is going to be almost like a, a bank robber, put a gun to someone's head and say, if you don't buy this particular whatever, sometime you're going to be in peril. That's not what a good salesperson does. And then others of you will say, I don't like salespeople. You do like salespeople. You just don't like bad salespeople. Nobody does, right? So your quest in life should be, as a real estate professional, is to become the best version of yourself as a, a person who's selling real estate. And by selling, I mean focusing on selling listings. That's definitely where you want to put your best energies every day as we talk endlessly on this podcast in our coaching company. So remember that I told you that. Please do not forget that. It's critically important. You are a salesperson. So become the best version of a salesperson that you possibly can. Nobody likes bad salespeople. Everybody loves great salespeople. The most successful people in the history of history have always been salespeople. There are no exceptions. Okay, I'll give you some examples. Was Mother Teresa a salesperson? Yes, she was. Was Jesus Christ? I think we can argue that he's probably one of the most successful people ever. Was he a salesperson? Yes, he was. Are the best doctors in the world great salespeople? Yes, they are. Explain. Here's the answer. A great doctor is a great doctor not just because he knows how to perform the procedure, but he's a great doctor because he knows how to sell a patient into actually getting the procedure done. A great religious leader, I use that as an example because I know it will shock some of you, right? A religious leader has to be able to sell people into believing as they do. So that is the reality of it. The most successful people in the history of history have always been salespeople. Makes sense? I know it does. Intuitively, innately it makes sense, but how much do you internally struggle with the idea that you're a salesperson? You need to recognize that and realize how much it's holding you back. Julie? Yes, indeed. For some of you, that is the breakthrough, what Tim just said. So don't just say that was a great podcast. Interesting. Do something about it. Take some action on it. Uh, one of the examples that, that we talk about on that is if you've ever gone into a store with the intention of actually buying something, especially something of you know a significant purchase like maybe a big screen TV or a new smartphone, something that's going to cost you some money, and you're totally into doing that today. That was on your to-do list. I'm going to upgrade my phone today. You walk in, 
and you're mulling about, you're reading about all the different phones, the TVs, or what have you, and a salesperson does not approach you, or they do a terrible job, you end up walking out of the store. You're mad. What do you do? You go to the store next door, their competition, or you end up not doing anything. So that is exactly like when you don't call your leads back with urgency, when you don't use scripts, when you don't close, because you're being weird about being in sales. People who are ready to do something expect to be closed and actually get pissed if you don't do it and go to your competition. So keep that in mind, those of you who continue to resist on that thought. We like to toggle back and be back and forth between good and threats to get you into action. So rule number 14, this is a big one. Practice a media-free morning to keep your mind clear. We talked about that on a couple of uh, podcasts this week. Media-free morning means no news, not even your voicemail, your email. Set yourself up so that you can drill down and concentrate on generating new business in the morning. Remember that your voicemail, email, and text is that box of snakes underneath your desk. As soon as the lid comes off, you're not putting them back in the box, are you? Well, I've got to check my voicemail and email. There might be something in there. That can wait until you're done with your new lead generation. You're at risk for being sucked into the real estate vortex and not getting to it and then using that as an excuse. So media-free morning, especially regarding the news, which is never good. If you want to see the weather, look out the window. If you want to know what's going on, people will talk about it in the Starbucks line when you're supposed to be talking about real estate. So media-free morning. And we have dedicated entire podcasts to that. You All know, right. we had, Julie, we're, we had yeah. two – well, Liz, that's so funny. That sure, you, sure. So we are – you know, we're going to talk about Manhattan again. So just, you know, we have a lot of Douglas Elliman listeners, as we discovered. Um, yeah, so we were doing one of the our presentations last week in New York City, and we had – uh, told people to essentially have media-free mornings, and if you really want to set yourself free, have a media-free life where you completely and totally tune out um, anything that has to do with the news. And there were like people in the audience. There were one lady in particular that was just offended that we said that. She was offended that we told her to be media-free. How can you be an American? And how can you, you know, it is your responsibility to watch the news. It is your response. Your, I mean, she was just really mad that we told her just to, or told the audience just to completely have a media-free life. But she missed the point. The news nowadays isn't news. The news nowadays is propaganda. There's nothing of value on any of the news channels. It's all bullshit. And you know what? In lesser degrees, 20 years ago, it was the same. But now it is gross how much propaganda it is to the point where Americans have never been propagandized by this before. And so we don't realize a lot of us don't realize how bad it is. Well, same event. A um, couple uh, Russian ladies come up to us and they said, talking to me about that very same point, Julie, you were, you were there. And they were mm -hmm. essentially agreeing how much propaganda um, is the news. And they were actually drilling down with us and telling us how much of the news that they see now in U.S. and the U.S. is the same garbage that they used to see in Russia, and people don't realize that it's actually propaganda. Propaganda for right. what? Propaganda for people. Propaganda for political parties. Propaganda for – it's all stuff that's designed to elicit an emotional response on a subconscious level that's going to get you to be in a, a mode of fear panic. In other words, it's trying to trigger your ego. That's what the news has become. I mean, just guys, think of – you know, Wolf Blitzer. What's this thing called, Julie, on CNN? Wolf Blitzer. Uh, uh, I don't even remember it was. But what yeah. happened, guys, is after September 11th, 
all these news channels essentially, they were always propagandists, but what happens is they doubled down on it, and they realized how many more viewers they can get. But the Situation Room, that's what his thing's called, right? Mm. They realized how much more Mickey Mouse, if they just pump more fear and loathing over their airwaves, that they'll get more people watching. And here's psychologically, it's been studied. What happens is that people get a little endorphin release when they hear bad news. And you don't get that same release when you hear good news. Uh, guys, it's that simple. They are, as some of you might remember Maslow, who uh, did experiments back in the, I don't even know what, 50s, where he basically would ring a bell and this dog would involuntarily start to uh, salivate. Psychology 101 stuff here. This is what's happened to the United States. This is what happens. Well, didn't you in, in tell a, me that Facebook studied that? That the more you scroll down, yeah. like the more hyper you get, or something like that. No, no, no. it was Whatever. it was even it was even more evil than that. What's well, a guy? It was oh. one of the co-founders of Facebook, Dustin something. Anyway, he comes mm-hmm. out smugly at some conference. You guys can Google this, and he said that Facebook was actually designed and how you scroll. Uh, you, the base, the whole function of Facebook is to make it so that your brain is in that state of wanting to scroll, looking for a little pop, looking for a little endorphin release. And they actually have spent billions of time and hours and dollars, I'm sure, trying to figure out a way to make it addictive. And so they know that scrolling up, right, when you're scrolling uh, different posts on Facebook, they know that is actually psychologically been proven to make it so that you want to keep scrolling. How much time do you waste on Facebook? But listen, Facebook aside, how many other websites have adopted that same style, essentially, where you are constantly scrolling, where, oh, there's a new salacious story, there's a new salacious story, and then they drop in, you know, Facebook gets, obviously, they're the big elephant in the room, so they always get um, the arrows thrown at them for the fake news that's out there, but it's everywhere. That's, this, this, is what's, this is the bottom line, guys. All this stuff, the, mo- the, the, the essentially the insurmountable amount of garbage that's out there in the media. If you think that you're somehow immune to ha- that having a negative psychological impact on you, you are 100% wrong. So the only thing you can do, because subconsciously you're not going to be able to filter, your subconscious mind is going to be consuming whatever bullshit content it is that they're trying to get you to consume. Assume that these people know what they're doing. They do. The only thing you can do is completely opt out of it. Stop listening. Stop reading. There are, there's no safe place to go anymore when it comes to news. And Julie just touched on it. If something of significance you, – you guys notice how every time there's these big stories that everyone's talking about, they're gone in 24 hours or 48 hours. There's no such thing as a big story. It's all garbage. If something really significant happens, you're going to hear other people talking about it, and then you can dial back in, and then you can maybe pay attention and, and pick up maybe something that's relevant. But there is never anything in the news that's worth listening to. There's never anything happening politically or socially that's worth listening to. It's all hype designed to manipulate you. There's no cause that's worth your life energy. This is how you lose years. This is how you basically let so much time pass. I have coaching clients who I see will sometimes make political statements on some social network, and I always go after them for that. Why the hell are you doing it? What's the point? What are you hoping to do? What, are you actually going to make any sort of benefit or uh, contribute anything from throwing a jab at you know, the, this side or that side? No, of course not. You're just wasting your time. You're procrastinating. You're not actually doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You're wasting your energy on this planet, which makes no sense. So I 
will absolutely ask all of you to seriously consider at least doing a media-free morning so that you have that, meet, that, morning in the, uh, that morning time where you're not going to allow your mind to be polluted. And then if you really want to go to the next level, have a media-free life. Julie and I never watch the news. We never read the newspaper, ever, never, ever. We never search for news or any of that garbage. Here's a little, if some of you will do it, I'm not naive. I know not all of you will. But those of you who will actually take on that media-free lifestyle, I want you to notice as you start to do it, you are literally going to feel the withdrawal pangs that you do if you try to get off coffee, which I don't know any, why I even want to do that. I mean, I don't know why you'd ever want to get off coffee. But <laughs> well, my point is you, you physically and psychologically – that's right. You physically and psychologically will feel withdrawal symptoms as you remove yourself from the media because your brain is going to be looking for that endorphin hit. It's going to be, oh, my God, have you heard? You're going to be picking – your ego is going to be bouncing around. Oh, my God, I'm missing something. So this, Trump said this or somebody said this or this the other thing. Trust me, guys. If you want to have control of your mindset, which is what you really do need to basically learn to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, hey, guess what? The other aspect of this is you have to be of service to other people. Those two thoughts. If you're watching the news and it's putting you in a state of fear and panic, it's putting you in a state of us versus them, how much actually do you feel like doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level? You don't at all. How much do you actually feel like being of service to other people when you're in this sort of neurotic media state? You don't at all. You guys get it? These are the things that are absolutely spoiling your potentiality. And if it's difficult for you to conceive that you should be media-free, you probably are more addicted to it than you know. Any thoughts on that, Jules? That's absolutely true. I mean, if you want to test it out, cut yourself off from it and see how you do. It might yeah. kind of suck for a few days. You might have some sort of weird feelings of that uh, that Tim just described. But in the long run, you're going to be freed up from that. I mean, I don't even know how to use our remote on the TV. So, you know, that's how I take care of that. I'm never going <laughs> to teach know. her either. I don't want to know. Her, so, Zoe will go, her and Zoe will know, just watch right? a bunch of Zoe stuff all day. <laughs> that's right. Wall to ball. Elmo. I don't know. All right. So I've got to get over to PC. I think we'll, we'll wrap this up. We'll end up wrapping this up tomorrow. Uh, remind them of the text codes that you said at the top of the yes. podcast in case somebody missed that. I've got to run to PC, and I will no see problem. you on the podcast tomorrow. Okay. Okay. So quick summary. If you would like a free coaching call, which all of you should have a free coaching call, if you'd like a copy of its seven books that we give you, the two that are absolutely critical that you uh, download immediately is Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, and the other one is the Real Estate Treasure Map. If you'd like those books for free and have a uh, coaching call with one of our new member coaches, all you have to do is text the word Harris to 31996. And we're also looking for folks right now that want to be part of our sales team. If you're interested in working directly for Julie and I in our coaching organization, these are full-time positions only. I want you to email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com, um, and you'll speak directly with Andrew and probably Tom. And if you're a good fit for the company, you will have a job that can earn you, I mean, like I said, our top sales guy earns He'll probably earn two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars this year. So these are not lightweight jobs. If that's something you're interested in, please do email uh, me directly, Tim at timandjulieharris.com. In the meantime, guys, if you need us for anything, and, and some of you, you know, you know this is true, we will email, we will respond to all emails. If you need us for anything at any time, it's Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. If you want to listen to past podcasts, the easiest way to do it is just go over to iTunes. We're also available on Stitcher. Um, you can uh, go to realestatecoachingradio.com 
All those links will take you to literally thousands of past podcasts. I know some of you are discovering us for the first time. Our listenership is spiking again as it does every spring. That's fantastic. So I know a lot of you are new to us. You know, catch up. You got thousands of shows to listen to. So just go to realestatecoachingradio.com, or the easy button is just to go over to iTunes and, and hit the subscribe button, and that way the newest podcast will be sent directly to your iPhone. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.